0: You are now listening to another episode of Saints Edified. I am your host, Arturo, and thank you once again for tuning in. Now, uh, today I want to introduce a new series that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Actually, before it was, uh, I, wanted, I wanted to spend this year focusing on Christology and the canon of Scripture. But uh, things just didn't plan out that way. And uh, and But now I want to get to something a little bit more broader, and that's Scripture in general, right? I want to go over... What scripture is so this new series is called scripture is but before I talk about that I want to just remind you guys that you guys can uh, Feel free to jump in in, in in the discussion on Facebook by searching the roundtable Christian uh, discussion and debate It's a group hosted by Saints Edified where we can talk about these things in a way that's Edifying and fruitful and um, and also just uh, where we just don't want people to troll others <laughs> you know uh usually when 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 groups allow that it really makes the discussion hard to enjoy and really uh instead of making it a learning experience it just becomes a frustrating one right so so this group is meant for those who want to take discussion seriously um and non-believers are welcome too so uh, obviously there, there's there's rules that they got to follow but but we do have moderators and admins in there and uh, and it's just a good place to talk about these things in, in a way that's edifying. So feel free to look us up on Facebook uh, and if you haven't already like our page on Facebook Saints Edified, all right, and um And yeah, and if, and if you feel like this ministry is doing what it's supposed to be doing that is uh edifying believers and and reaching the non-believing world then please uh consider donating to the ministry by visiting our patreon page and you can find that at uh, uh, at uh, patreon.com slash edified. all right and right there you can give a a monthly donation if you want it could be a dollar a month or two dollars or five dollars whatever you want to give is going to be helpful okay and most importantly guys I, I and i really mean this because um it's it's a serious thing and uh, i just want you guys to keep praying for me um and for my family uh, especially um it's just it's just so hard to to manage everything right and, um, and especially right now with this whole pandemic happening and and all that it's 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 been kind of odd so continue to pray for us and that god continues to use this ministry um pray for me as as a husband to be there for my wife as well and as a father to be there for my children so i would really really appreciate that okay so with all that being said i want to i want to now introduce this new series this new series is called scripture is and basically it's just that i'm going to explain what scripture is and um and and some of you might think okay well scripture is the word of god and 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 all that but i actually want to use something else to kind of help you know to kind of i want to use it as a guide and that's going to be the westminster confession of faith for now on i'm going to consider the westminster confession of faith as uh the confession okay because it's just a mouthful but the westminster confession of faith has all these chapters right and and um It has, it has like, I think 33 chapters, if I remember correctly, maybe 31, but I think 33. Each chapter has like a a, a main topic, right? So for example, chapter one goes over the scriptures, the Bible. Chapter two goes over uh, God, who is God, right? So, um, and each chapter has sections where these sections, they focus in On Different aspects of that main topic of that broader topic, right? And what's cool about it is that it has uh, References for each little line it has, you know, or um, I I don't know what to call it like so for one for one section It might have like five or four uh, References and it might have like, you know ten scriptures to to back it up, you know, and it's a really cool resource and tool Um, It it is a historical document Uh, It's 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 not a new document Um, It's one that was um, used in the reformation uh, or actually after the reformation and it was a way to distinguish the protestant church you know and and there the, the was a lot of uh, debate and discussion going on at the time and 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 this document would help let people know what we believe and and if you guys haven't checked it out already please check it out um you can just type in on google or or whatever uh, search engine you want to use um, and just type in the westminster confession of faith there's also the London Baptist Confession of Faith. Those two those two are very, very similar. Um and, and you know, like all things, these are these are documents written by men. All right. So there's gonna be it's okay to have disagreements with these documents, right? But for the most part, they present the gospel very, very clearly. They 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 talk about Christ, they talk about uh, uh marriage, the church, and all these things. So just going through the just going through it on your own will be edifying and i just want to give you guys an example okay so you know we're going to use the first chapter of that confession right and in that first chapter there's 10 sections and in these 10 sections uh here i'll just go ahead and summarize each section for you okay it's it's this um the the first section goes over general and special revelation all right the second section goes over the canon of inspired scripture all right it goes over every single um well it, it just lays out the Old, and New, the Old and New Testament writings, right? The books. And it confirms that they, that they are inspired. Section three, it goes over the Apocrypha and how those are not inspired um, or, or part of the canon of scripture. And, and we'll discuss what canon means and all that when, once we get to that episode, okay? Uh, section four goes over the authority of scripture. Section five um, goes over uh, scripture being um, uh, self-authenticating. Uh, uh, Section 6 goes over the sufficiency of Scripture Uh, Section 7 goes over um, how Scripture is understandable. All right, and section 8 goes over the translation and the original languages of the of the Bible Uh, Section 9 goes over the analogy of faith and what that basically means is that um, It's it's the way how we interpret the Bible Scripture interprets Scripture and that's what section 9 talks about and section 10 Goes over the supremacy of Scripture. So, those are ten sections that cover the general topic of the Bible, and um, and 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 again, each section has Scripture back it up. So that's why I want to use the Westminster Confession of Faith, and and hopefully it, it's helpful. But you know, be, before I go on, I just want to I just want to I just want to kind of emphasize why this is needed, why why a series like this is helpful, and there are many of them out there, guys. Feel free just to go online and and, and just listen to lectures and, 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 and sermons just on the Bible, okay? And um, and you'll see how important it is. But sometimes when we evangelize or when we are teaching, questions are brought up, all right? And these questions sometimes could could, could cause us to stop and, and even doubt our faith, right? And discourage us. So uh, some questions could be like, can we trust the Bible? Okay, uh, can we trust the Bible that what it says is true? And why? right? Uh, what about other books that are that are not in the Bible or other religious books that are out there? Or what about the supposed contradictions in the Bible? What do you do with those? Also, how do we get the Bible? Did the Catholic Church give it to us? Or did something else happen? Alright, can the Bible really account for all things necessary? How do we know we have an accurate translation of the Bible today? After so many years, after so many translations, how, how do we know that we have accurate translations today, and if there's only one message in the Bible, why are there so many interpretations? There are so many questions about the Bible. I can go on and on, but in the next uh, several weeks, I, I hope to cover these answers uh, in in basically three in basically six um, episodes. Okay, I, I want to summarize everything in section one of that confession into six episodes, and um, and just kinda, just kind of give you guys a a very brief, um, I don't know, uh, just, uh, a layout, right? Uh, I, I'm going to go over general and special revelation. I'm going to go over, um, well, yeah, scripture is special revelation. Okay. Second episode will be uh, scripture is inspired. Third episode will be scripture is authoritative and self authenticating. Okay. Um, fourth episode will be scripture sufficient. Fifth scripture is understandable. And seventh, scripture is supreme and interprets itself. So um, in those six episodes, I'm going to cover a lot. and But I'm also just not going to just talk about it, right? I'm not going to just give you a bunch of data so you can memorize. But I'm also I'm, I'm also hoping to challenge you, you know, even those of you who may know this stuff already. Um, and, and if you know this stuff already, then you know that the Bible, it, it has no depth, right? I mean, you can study the Bible over and over again and, and still feel like you came across something new. Right, because it's just that powerful and that moving for the believer. So based off the, the, the resources I'm going to use and the material that I'm going to I'm going to use for this series, I, I'm going to I'm going to push those challenges off to you guys. And, and hopefully we can grow together in, 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 in this in this series. How I'm going to do that? Well, basically, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to cover just three basic things. Right. I want to go over the understanding of these of these doctrines. Um, I'm going to talk about application of these doctrines. And also reflection. You know, uh, how do they help us in our time of prayer? Um, so th- 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 this kind of format will help us uh, do theology the right way. Okay, it's, it's going to help us be God honoring when we when we study theology. All right, it's not going to just be all head knowledge, but it's going to be action, and that's what we want. With all of that being said, um, I want to go ahead and share a clip with you guys from a pastor who's been so beneficial for me. I I, I came across him. Uh, on youtube and i found his i found a, i found a lot of his sermons on sermonaudio.com if you guys have not checked out sermon audio please check it out sermonaudio.com it's just it's a library of sermons and there's different languages and it's just a, uh you know it goes by topic too and by and by uh, scripture passage it's a great resource just for um listening or for study and uh and yeah so i found this guy uh on youtube and looked him up on on sermon audio um, his name is uh pastor joel ellis and i'll go ahead and provide a link in the description of this podcast episode and also in the show notes feel free to go to saintsedify.com and you can look at the show notes everything i talk about on here will be on a on a post basically and and it will be just it's just a way for to help you guys you know study and and, and kind of reference what we're talking about so yeah um Here's a short clip from from a uh, from a, from a teaching series that, that that he that he's been doing for the last five years now, and he's basically going to the Westminster Confession of Faith, and, uh, and and he explains why it's necessary to have a confession, and why it's biblical. So I'm I'm just going to share a, a, just a, seg, a segment of that sermon, and hopefully you guys get to, get to see why it's important to to do this. Enjoy.
1: Take out your Bibles, turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1, please. We're going to read a portion of Scripture there and pray and ask God's blessing on the preaching of His Word tonight. 2 Timothy chapter 1, we'll be picking up in just a few minutes in verse 8 and reading down to verse 14 to sort of set the table for our study this evening. And as you're turning there, let me tell you where we are going. On Sunday evenings, we are going to begin preaching through the major doctrines of Scripture as they are summarized and organized in the Westminster Confession of Faith. Jacob, before he left, was teaching a Sunday school class on the Westminster Confession of Faith. The elders have, for a number of months now, been studying in our weekly Bible study periods through the Westminster Confession. You've seen it on our book table. You've heard us talk about it a lot, quoted in various sermons and Bible classes. Now we're going to begin to systematically survey that document as it synthesizes the important doctrines of scripture, the major key doctrines uh, pertaining to God, scripture, the gospel, the church, and things of that sort. But I want to take two weeks to get there, if you will bear with me that long, because I think that it is important, particularly in a church context like ours, for us to lay some groundwork. I came out of not just a non-creedal but an anti-creedal Christian tradition. And this congregation has been largely in that same stream. We have this congregation has always been non-denominational But not the sort of non-denominational church that recognizes that it nevertheless stands on the shoulders of giants in church history. No, more the kind of non-denominational church that that views itself as standing largely alone. Maybe as recovering, rediscovering doctrines that the rest of the church has forgotten for almost 2,000 years. That is an unhistorical and unhelpful perspective. And yet, looking at my own background, knowing the struggles that I experienced as I came to a more biblical understanding of the gospel by God's grace and began to to move into a more historical and confessional understanding of the faith, I know what some of the reservations are. And I understand how people from my background perhaps could cringe a little bit as, as the pastor says, turn in the back of the hymnal and let's recite the Apostles' Creed. Or turn in the back of the hymnal and let's recite the Westminster Shorter Catechism. You you say, why in the world are we doing this? I thought this was a Bible church, right? And so I think we need to lay some groundwork. And so tonight what I want to do, the Lord permitting us time here, I want to talk to you about the biblical mandate for confessional Christianity. And I want to put all of my cards on the table right up front. My argument tonight is that Christianity is by nature a creedal religion and that it actually requires synthesis and summary of the propositions it affirms. In other words, what I'm going to try and convince you of tonight from scripture is that scripture requires us to have creeds. And having laid that foundation, then Lord willing, next Sunday evening, I want to introduce you to the historical context, the background and the structure of the Westminster Confession and how it connects to the larger Westminster Assembly and the larger Reformation movement so that you and I will be better prepared to understand and appreciate what is being said, why it's being said and why it's being said in the way that it is being said. And then Lord willing, the third week of October, we will open to the confession, chapter 1, and begin studying about the doctrine of Scripture. Let's read this passage and pause to ask God's blessing upon His Word tonight. Second Timothy, chapter 1, beginning at verse 8, going down through verse 14. Paul says, Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, His prisoner. But share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who has saved us and called us to a holy calling. Not because because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and teacher, which is why I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. This is the word of the Lord. Let's bow and ask God's blessing upon it. Father, we come to your word tonight confessing that it is only with the help of your spirit that we can rightly understand it. And so, Lord, we pray tonight as we open your word together for these few minutes, that your spirit would come to open our eyes wider, to open our hearts further, to help us that we might, may rightly divide and rightly apply your word. That you would bless the seed that is sown upon our hearts. That it might sink deep within us. That you would bless the meditation on your word that will take place in this moment. And in the hours and days to come. And that it will bear good fruit. That will glorify you. And that will help and bless your people. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Every Christian tradition has a creed. Now, I realize that that may seem like an offensive statement, and I know how I would have felt about that statement 10 or 12 years ago. If you had said to me 10 or 12 years ago, you have a creed, it's just unwritten. I would have, at that point, I'd been in full-time preaching ministry for about five years. And so I would have probably known what you meant. I would have probably had, had enough experience, had encountered enough people with unwritten creeds that I would say, well, yeah, there's some truth in that. But then I would have quickly added, but that's unfortunate and it's not the way it should be. We do have an unwritten creed, but we shouldn't. To which my modern self would say, that's right, you shouldn't have an unwritten creed, you should have a written one. Every sect has a creed, written or not, that defines and delimits its view of what is important. How they view salvation, how they understand the person and the character of God... How they understand the church, what is orthodox, what is not, even the limits of fellowship. The question is not whether Christian sects will have creeds. The question is, will they be written down so that they can be objectively assessed and tested by Scripture, or will they remain unwritten and therefore be indistinguishable from Scripture? Christianity's creedal nature is not an accident and it is not merely the byproduct of history and pragmatism where over time the church decided, you know what, the Bible is just not enough. If that were the actual history of creeds and confessions, then tonight I would stand up and I would tell you we don't need creeds and confessions because I believe in the sufficiency of Scripture I don't believe that you need a copy of the Westminster Confession of Faith or the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed or any other creed or confession to be able to go to heaven. I believe that you need the revelation of God contained in Scripture. But at the same time, I absolutely believe that the church needs her historic creeds and confessions, not as an adjunct to Scripture, but rather as a guide and help in distilling And synthesizing and summarizing and clarifying what we believe and have always believed the scriptures to teach. Samuel Miller wrote, I think, the best treatment of this subject back in 1824. In fact, uh, last year or earlier this year, I was doing some academic work on this question, and I was doing some writing about it, and I read Samuel Miller's book on the uh, utility and importance of creeds and confessions. And when I got done reading it, I said, why would anybody else write anything about this? Just send them to Miller's book and let them read it. He said this in defining a creed or confession. He said it is, quote, an exhibition in human language of those great doctrines which are believed by the framers of it to be taught in the the holy scriptures did you hear that a creed or confession is merely setting out the great doctrines which the composers of that creed believe are taught in scripture he goes on and which are drawn out in regular order for the purpose of ascertaining how far those who wish to unite in church fellowship are really agreed in the fundamental principles of christianity Now, I believe that that kind of creedal synthesis, that kind of summarizing of the faith is taught by the apostles and is expected within the redemptive history that we see in scriptures. And even though creeds have often been misunderstood and misused, that does not constitute an argument against their proper use. And I want to try and convince you of that in a very few minutes tonight. When we look into the Old Testament and, and, and the New Testament and begin looking at what does Scripture actually
0: mean? Alright, so uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, I look forward, to, I really do look forward to exploring the Scripture with you um, the next several weeks. Uh, and again, and, and I really want you guys to communicate with me. So so if, if you guys know me personally, feel free to shoot me a message on Marco Polo or... Facebook, whatever. But if you don't know me personally and and you and you want to talk about it, feel free to find me on Facebook. You can go to uh, the the roundtable. You can find me on there, or just search for uh, um, Arturo Hurtado uh, if you speak Spanish. Arturo Hurtado. Uh, it's 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 and it's kind of it's kind of weird having to translate your own name, but um, yeah, it, my last name is H-U-R-T-A-D-O. Just uh, search for me. Um, You can also go to saintsedified.com and go to contact us and do it that way or just email saintsedified at gmail.com okay and 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 I would love to talk to you about this about these things and 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 since we're talking about social media please follow saintsedified on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm looking to different platforms now because of the whole of the whole censorship stuff that's going on with Facebook but um, once I get that updated I'll let you guys know. And yeah, um, and, and once again, I, I, just have to, I just have to say this because it's super helpful. Uh, if you guys like this ministry and you guys want to support, please visit the Patreon page, patreon.com slash saintsedified. Um, and I would really, really appreciate that. Eventually we will have a store, uh, mugs, shirts and hats and all that stuff. And, um, and yeah, and I mean, we, we, we do our best to just edify the saints. And one thing that we also do is we support a ministry Uh, a reformed baptist in uganda and if you guys want to know more about that then please let me know and 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 i can direct you there so all right guys that's all i have for you this time Uh, but until next time soledad gloria